Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Where you are in Nebraska, are you able to walk to work or like walk to the grocery store? Yeah, it's a fight. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yes, I can. Ah! Walk. <laughs> okay. Hello, and welcome to Financials Podcast, Future Rich. I am your host, Barbara Ginty, and I'm also a CFP, which is a certified, oops, certified financial planner. And I'm here with my guest tonight, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for joining me tonight. Yeah, of course. I think you might be my first guest from Nebraska. Actually, I know for a fact that's a lie. Oh, really? <laughs> there has, yeah, there was another woman. She did something in food. And I think she lived in Omaha. I remember listening oh. to the episode and being like, yeah, I go to Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're our second guest then? Gosh, you know it better than me. Um <laughs> This is when you know you've been doing it a long time, years and years. Okay, so I will say you're the you're second guest from Nebraska. Um, yeah. So as you know, we like to start with where you're from, which we know Nebraska, your age, your status, um, and your job. Yeah, so my name is Carrie. I am 36, and I am a paralegal in Nebraska. And what was There was another thing? Oh, single, married? Single. And then what do you make approximately as a paralegal? So I started out as a receptionist and I started at 15. I took a took a big pay cut, 15 an hour, um, assuming that they would bump me up within like a 30 days time frame. Um, and they did. And then I got a promotion like a couple of months later into the paralegal and I'm now making 16. Amazing. And what does yeah. that work out for you monthly, approximately for income? Oh, gosh. Um, my I get paid monthly and my recent. Oh, you do check, get paid? You get paid monthly? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's so rare. It's so rare. I, I got paid monthly it. my first job. Yeah, it is hard. It's very hard for budgeting, I think, getting paid monthly. 
Well, it um, makes sense because our firm bills the clients monthly. So it okay. would just like would be way too much of a headache if they did they paid their they're like five employees. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my last paycheck was nineteen hundred. Okay, perfect. And then do you get health insurance for them? I don't. I do it through marketplace and it's like seventeen a month or something like that. Okay, perfect. Because I have your budget here, and I did not see that on there, so I just wanted to ask. Yeah, I recently got that sorted. Okay, good. Well, that's good. Uh, important to have. So I will run down the budget you gave me. So I know this is changing, so this is what, what we'll talk about. But so in the previous, you're like in a temporary housing situation. Previously, rent was 550 food was 150 phone was 90 Amazon and internet was 80. Electric was a little bit high for at, at this place. I know you mentioned was 240. And then some miscellaneous things. And then an attorney expense for 250. The miscellaneous adds up to be like, gosh, 125. And then we have a car payment at 475, car insurance at 142, gas at 50. Um, so your expenses, excluding the attorney, were roughly 1200. With the attorney, it was 15. And then car expenses were $667. So bringing you to a total of 2200 Yeah, I'd like to estimate all of those things pretty high just because just save yourself they buffer. vary. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, I have 50 extra dollars. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but the big change here would be a potential house purchase, right? Yeah. Okay, so I have the closing sheet or closing sheet proposal, I believe, down at the mortgage being $733.17, your homeowner's insurance mm -hmm. being $130, taxes I actually just, being... I actually just got a okay. quote for insurance and okay. insurance is going to be it? like 180 Okay, so that's what they had estimated. Okay, so it's actually going to be 180 Perfect. Yeah, I think last I spoke to you... Um, I wasn't sure who I was going to go through insurance, and I found out who the current owner does her insurance through, so I just would rather do it through them because they know the house, and the house is two dwellings, so it's a little bit complicated. Yeah, it is an interesting setup, which I am excited to ch chat about. Okay, so homeowners is 180. Um, always better to have the correct coverage, not the cheapest coverage, obviously. Yeah. So... Okay, so seven thirty three for uh, your mortgage, so that's principal and interest. One eighty for homeowners, seventy four, basically seventy five dollars for taxes, and then you have uh, primary mortgage insurance, which is also known as PMI, for forty seven dollars. Mm -hmm. So that comes in. That changes. Let me just do the math here. So that comes in a little bit higher than we had in the document. So seven thirty three and seventeen cents plus 180 a month for homeowners, plus 75 for taxes, plus 47.26 for PMI. So that comes in at a total monthly number for your carrying costs of $1,035.43. Perfect. So what you had previously been spending on rent was 550, right? So this yeah, is definitely gonna come steal. in. Which, yeah, which is a steal. <laughs> that is a good one. I know it. I know um, it's very good. <laughs> so, 
and also the, the one of your biggest monthly expenses is the car right with yeah. your car payment coming in just a bit under your what your previous rent so mm -hmm. if you're if we eliminated the car expense if you can walk where you are in Nebraska are you able to walk to work or like walk to the grocery store yeah it's just bike? uh uh, uh <laughs> yes i can <laughs> walk <laughs> okay <laughs> no one loves this this is not the first time oh, i've asked it'll just be a life yeah it'll just have to be like a lifestyle change okay. and that's what i'm like dreading <laughs> okay so it is not a necessity like you don't have to have your car to get to work and get food and no food. not at all like where okay. my potential new house is it's like five blocks away from work oh <gasps> Okay, so that's like my dream. Um, <laughs> financially, it's my dream. Okay, so if you had to, if we have 1900 coming in, and we obviously are not going to eliminate food or phone or internet or electric, right? Well, the electric, um, I had a, a deep freezer, and I think that's what was making it so high, and I'm not going to be using that again. So honestly, that so hopefully that'll be lower. It's like hopefully okay, it'll be like cut in half. Okay, so let's say we have okay, so we, let's say we have nineteen nineteen hundred coming in, and then we have the mortgage with the taxes, the homeowners, and the PMI coming in at one thousand. We'll just say thirty six, right? Round up mm -hmm. a few a few cents. So that would be nineteen hundred as our monthly income. This does make it easy for the budgeting though, and then one thousand thirty six for the carrying cost for the property, which I want to talk about these two units. So that mm -hmm. leaves you with $864. And then we'll say $17 minus $17 for health insurance. And then we we'll just say, we think estimating utilities. Did they provide you with what average utilities were for the property? Uh, no. Okay, so do you want to estimate should, utilities? Should they have? You could ask and just say, could the, you know, if you're still working with the real estate agent, just ask them to ask the counterparty what the average utilities have yeah. run for that well, specific I was property. About, I think it was, the property isn't that big, like the acreage or I guess mm -hmm. square footage. Square footage. Square footage. So I was thinking about just making one of the dwellings pay for the internet. So that would make it cheaper. Okay. But all of the utilities are all split up. Okay, so it has two different meters. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's do it this way. Let's run down what you're gonna have to we'll estimate what you're gonna spend and then we'll talk about like what can you bring in as income from it. How about we do that? Okay. Because if for instance one month one dwelling is vacant, you still would pay the utilities, right? Yeah. Um okay, so let's we'll do bare bones, Netflix, what uh med contacts. You still have all that. So we'll just add that up. That's like 115 right here. And then you still have the attorney, correct? At 250 a month. Really, that is just going to be for the month of July and August. And for those two months, it's 650. And then after that, I'm done with that fee. Okay. So let's put that on the side and talk about where we can pay that from. So it's 650 for July and, and August. Yeah. But I have um, okay. some family friends helping me with that fee. So. Okay, perfect. So we don't have to put it in the budget. So that's good. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in. Okay, so in your budget we'll put health insurance at 17. I'm just going to estimate utilities at 150, internet at 60, 
115 between contacts meds, Netflix, Amazon at 20, and then we have food at 150. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Oh, cell phone. Did I not put cell phone in there? Where's your cell phone? 90. Yeah. Okay. I'm leaving out the car for the time being. Okay. So we have 864 after you pay when you get purchased the property. So we're in the process of currently inspection, all of that. You would have 864 after those costs. And then your other monthly spends, the necessary would be 17, 50, 60 for internet, 115 for some other things, 20, food at 150, phone at 90. So that brings you to, we'll just say $610. Okay. So then 864 is what's left over after you pay the mortgage payment with everything bundled in. Then you have 610 of expenses. And that leaves you with monthly $254 left over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Much. So then we, that doesn't leave you with much. So then the car being all in with gas, utility, or gas, sorry, utilities, gas, insurance, and car payment at 667 we would be like negative. But mm. <laughs> we have two options. One, 475 is an expensive car payment relative to what your monthly income is, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're bringing yeah, I, I bought that car when I lived in a bigger city and had a bigger income and could like more than enough afford it and then um, had to last minute make a lifestyle change to Nebraska. <laughs> so that car yeah. payment unfortunately had Stay to be the same. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, let's say like let's run down like a couple of options. Okay, so that's the car current current car situation. It doesn't have to be future car situation. Okay, but with the mortgage and your expenses and your income, you can afford everything. You have a little bit of a buffer. We haven't talked about savings or anything like that, but you do have a little bit of a buffer. But the property mm-hmm. you're looking at purchasing has two dwellings with separate meters. Correct. Correct. Okay, so they're currently renting one and living the other. The current owner. No, the current owner is living in the house and then the studio, the separate dwelling she uses as like a space for for like out of town guests or something. So Okay, so it's not a rental property in the existing existing owner. Okay. But you're Correct. you're anticipating your goal is to make it a rental. Yeah, so because she doesn't rent it out, it's not really set up in that way. Like I've got to put it doesn't have heat, the studio. Okay. And there's actually a lot wrong with it. So <laughs> Okay, well let's More let's go feet. let's walk through it. What's the one that is currently set up to live in? The house. Or do you want to dwelling one, dwelling two? How do you wanna structure yeah. how do you wanna say it? The house is the house okay. and then the studio. Okay. So the house is set up to live in is has everything you need, right? And it's metered. Yep. Yep. Okay. The studio is metered. If it doesn't have heat, it's metered for electric. Is that it has a separate meter for electric? Correct. Yep. It has but a no electrical heat. panel. Correct. Okay. Okay. But you would need heat in that for it to be I mean, if you're gonna rent it, it has to have heat. Yeah. <laughs> I think they they make these like units where it's like an AC unit and a heating yes. unit. Yeah, they're called split units, I believe. Put... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. And they're um, really easy. I put one in my office and I, I'm putting one in my rental property that I'm renovating. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're a little, they're a little pricey. Yeah. They, yeah. they put them up on the wall. They're like really good for sound as well. Um, mm. like they're quite quiet compared to like a window unit AC because they do both heat and AC. 
Um, and then they just vent it and they put the compressor on the outside. It's super. Yes. My boyfriend actually has one. Actually, he's got two in his house and we use it all the time and it's great. Yeah, they're great. Sometimes I don't know what it will cost to have it installed in Nebraska. Have you looked at the pricing for that? My boyfriend, when he got installed, kind of chalked it up to like a eight or 9,000 fee for two units. So I'm kind of estimating in the like four or five Because you would do one unit. Yeah, yeah, I think that's reasonable. Okay, so plus four to five. And is that all the unit needs to be able to be rented? Is that split unit? Or is there anything else missing? I guess it depends on how picky I am. Like technically okay. the water heater needs to be uh, relocated. That might be a pricey. Oh. Yeah, it's currently in the relocated. It's in the bathroom. Is whoever plumbed it didn't plumb it correctly, and it's—I don't know. Does it? Does it work? I have a debatable. I don't think it does. Um, Okay. It's not. Also, doesn't like drain correctly. So it's kind of a whole thing. I don't think I need to buy a new water heater. It just needs to be relocated. There's like a shed that's in between the studio and the house and has access like it's not not connected to one like it has its own access for for each house if that makes sense so um, I would put the water heater there did you get a quote on that because I'm not familiar with what that would run yeah I did not um the thing about living in a small town Nebraska is like everybody knows everybody and there's always somebody who can just put it in like in an afternoon and my boyfriend is pretty handy which is convenient so I'm not terribly Super worried convenient. about it yeah. okay so what are you estimating you think you have to spend to get the studio up to and you're anticipating renting the studio and living in the house or vice versa yeah currently so the home inspection came back saying that it needs to have heat before it can be dwelled in however that home inspector also does like repairs as like part of his business so um, okay realtors kind of thinking that he embellished details oh like yeah to get him to get more business yeah so I'm not like in a hurry to get that heating unit in um, because currently, I mean, it doesn't, I, she's just used like a space heater and it's been fine. So I guess I'm just going to kind of press my luck and see how it goes. So what if you purchase it and then if you live in the studio, the problem is if you're renting it to somebody else that it needs to be up to standard. No, like, I'm going to put a, I'm going to put a renter in the house and I'm going to li- live in the studio. So the house yeah, that's what I'm is, saying. Because like, yeah, the if house, she was giving her family friends or whatever when they came to visit, it was obviously fine. And if you can yeah. do with it, then you can maybe just do the heating thing and do a space heater or do the split unit and then live with the funky water heater until it absolutely yeah. has to be fixed and save some money for the first six months or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I also don't think with the inspection report, obviously there's times to be alarmed when there are red flags, but most inspection reports come back with something. It's just 
kind of gauging like what's an immediate concern and like what are big ticket items and what are like little things like so it's a little yeah, bit harder I'm to actually, discern I'm actually shocked that there's not like a way like the home inspector doesn't gauge that for you <laughs> like they don't a, I think it's like a $400 service that I had to pay for yes. like mm-hmm. whoa I'm a first home home buyer like I don't understand why they wouldn't say this really needs attention right now or this can wait because the way that my home inspector wrote it it like actually like really freaked me out because there are a lot of things wrong and he kind of made it seem like the world is ending (laughs) I will tell you and this is not even I don't know real estate but with my personal experience with home inspections I've had four done I only went through with two purchases um, the house that I went through, the houses I went through with the purchases, they all still had stuff on their home inspection report, every single one of them. The ones I did not go through with had, I mean, it was thing after thing after, it was like, oh my gosh, there was so much stuff wrong. And there are certain things that are big ticket red flags. Like it has two layers of a roof and now it needs a new roof. That's like a full roof. It's not like another layer. You learn that with buying homes. There's black bolt, big problem. Or stuff like that. Then there's other things of like, you need a handrail on the stairs. Yeah, technically I do. I still haven't done it. And I've lived in the house for four years. Did my sister fall down the stairs? She did. They're carpeted. She slid. There should be a handrail. I'll probably get it done. But it doesn't need to be done the day I buy the house. Um, I just warn people, like, please go slowly down my stairs. They're slippery with the carpet. And there was like a bunch of like, there's a crack in the found uh, in, in the garage. Like there's a crack in the brick in the garage. It's still there. The house is still standing. Uh, so like you, you, you just have to learn like black mold. I was like, no, thank you. I will pass on that house. Like I don't black mold to me. is something I didn't want to deal with. It's super expensive. I don't want to worry about it coming back. Do is there a little hole? And I don't even know what it's called on the underhang of my roof. Is there a bird probably building a nest in there? Probably, but that's fine. It's probably had a nest in there for four and a half years. If I go to sell the house, yeah. I'll have to fix it. But so you just need to learn. And that's like, unfortunately, the first time home buyer, most will buy a house once or twice. It's always good to rely on like good family friends, people who have done this before, have been successful at doing it before, and or people who know how to fix things, right? Like mm-hmm. what is like, I think almost every home inspection tells you that your gutters need to drain farther away from the house. Super easy to go to Home Depot and get those little thingies. I would like to thank our podcast partner, AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted a single solution to support my immune system as a busy entrepreneur. I drink AG1 first thing in the morning before I even have my coffee, and it makes me feel ready to take on my hectic day. With wedding planning, honeymoon planning, a wealth management company, the podcast, and a renovation project, I need all the support I can get. This has been the best investment into my daily routine and my health with just one scoop in the morning. If you're looking for a simpler, effective investment for your health, try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash futurich. That's drinkag1.com forward slash future rich. Check it out. So there's going to be like some standard things they find and no house is perfect. And house is why I say, you know, you want to make sure you're financially ready to buy one is because it always needs something. And so 
there's it's it's a constant process of like doing things to fix to fix the house and to keep the maintenance up on the house so it's very standard mm-hmm. that they, they're going to find stuff in the inspection you just want to know like what does really have to be done right now so it's safe and comfortable to live in or what are things i can do gradually and is there any major big ticket item because also remember with the home inspector he is not cutting open walls and looking inside of walls so it's only yeah. what they can see as well so it doesn't mean there isn't a big problem lurking behind the walls like a pipe that's about to burst like they don't know that mm-hmm. so just take i don't want to say yes i will say take it with a grain of salt and you want to look for those big ticket items that are really going to be a cost you have to incur upfront versus like small little things that you can do over time so i would say the heat mm-hmm. in the studio is an important one whether you get a knockoff of like the most expensive split unit or just any split unit that happens to be on sale I would go for the one on sale. Like you could fix that problem hopefully for two or four grand, which is still a big investment. But it's the water heater. If you can close on the house without fixing the water heater, I wouldn't fix it. I would wait till you have to fix it. If you can live with it, you're going to be the one using it. But also I'm currently living with my boyfriend, which is nice. So I can close on the house and have renter move in. And then the studio can just be a project as I'm living with my boyfriend. Yeah, that's, per- that's ideal, right? So I, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't stress yourself out about the studio. What do you think the house will rent for that's ready to be rented that has separate utilities? Well, um, I think on the low side, 850 and on the high side, 950. It's just kind of okay, hard to, like, I've had people tell side. me that I could rent it from like, 950 with pets but i don't think i really want pets in there so we'll just say below side 850. i would say low side because if you have a tenant that stays for a year and you have someone that has a pet or a lot of pets you have to do more work to get it ready for the next tenant which means more more work usually means more money yeah so let's assume 850. so that means after you pay your mortgage and you pay your expenses utilities internet blah 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 and we had said that you had 254 left over, excluding the car. Let's now say, let's say you have to put $50 of that rent towards property or even a hundred towards the property, like maintenance, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you have 750 because you take a hundred dollars every month to maintain the lawn or whatever it is. There's always light bulbs mm-hmm. or whatever the tenant needs. Cause there's always going to be something. And if you don't use it, you put it in savings and then you can put it towards a hot water heater. So let's say mm-hmm. 750 after that. So seven to fifty comes in, and you have two fifty left over, essentially from your your budget, from your earning, from your income. Then you would have left over monthly a thousand dollars a month. So yes, you could in theory still afford the car of six sixty seven as long as you were always renting that place. But mm-hmm. I still think it would be nicer for you to have a thousand dollars a month, no car or less car, like cheaper car, because then you could save yeah. money for retirement and for other financial goals. A thousand a month would be, even if the house costs you more for like maintenance, seven fifty a month in your pocket would be nice. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just had this thought. I am contributing to some kind of retirement fund at work. Take like, yeah, they take like three percent or something. So okay, I'd love to see you at ten. Oh God, no! (laughs) I know. So even if you you. Okay, here's the here's the problem with the car. The house is an appreciating asset, right? The car is yeah. an appreciating asset. I'd like to yeah. see more of your money going towards the house. I love the fact of you having rental income. 
because the rental income 850 is really bringing in if you think about what you're bringing in and in, in, for working full-time it's bringing in a substantial amount of money for you monthly that rental income mm -hmm. so even yeah. if you didn't want to get rid of the car i would still consider lowering the car cost like if you got your total car cost down to like 250 a month yeah i mean what i would probably would do is sell it and then get like a piece of crap car that i can just pay cash for like five thousand dollars or something everything's so close here it's just um there's no like chick-fil-a <laughs> you know so like <laughs> if you want to if you want to splurge on something you have to drive like an hour away to go get your nails done or something so yeah, i would say you'll have more money for splurges with less of a car payment because right now your okay. car payment is the splurge yeah yes <laughs> it, is. It, it, it is it's a i mean relative to like what you're spending i mean compared to what your rent was cheap before but your car was more than your car cost was more than your rent so i love the idea of you buying i love the idea of you having rental income i just think that this is a really good financial move for you but this will help you move the needle more if your entire rent after you put some money away for maintenance of the property isn't going to car car payment Mm -hmm. Like if that yeah. 750 goes in your pocket and it goes towards emergency fund, retirement, vacation, I don't know. I think a vacation would be better than a more expensive car payment, but that's just me. Yeah, I agree. I don't ever go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, you could. If you think about it, if you <laughs> saved, think about this, if you were even able, let's say of the thousand you have left over, we get rid of the car, we'll just, for argument's sake, sake say for a year you're going to just stay local it's going to be a sacrifice so that's what you're going to do you'll only go to chick-fil-a if somebody else is driving and that thousand dollars a month of that thousand dollars a month you have left over you're saving 600 of it a month right goes into the yeah. bank so 600 a month that's being saved times 12 months if you do this for one year you're going to save 7200 dollars. think about that oh wow that's awesome actually <laughs> Yeah, in a in a bank account with your name on it, rather than having a car. Yeah, buying this house, I'm kind of like got this daunting like thing hanging over my head. Like this is your life for the next five billion years. <laughs> so I would probably take that savings and put it towards the house. To be honest, because it's just kind of scary to to think that I'm gonna make this payment forever. <laughs> No, this is why I would think about it is the fact is, if you continue to save money, and let's say at some point, you move in permanently with your boyfriend, and you're able to rent both units, that cost will be more than covered, you'll just make a profit on it. Yeah, that I mean, that's another option is like Airbnb, the studio, like on the weekends or something. Yeah, if you're going yeah. away, you're staying with him on the weekends. Yeah, yeah Airbnb yeah. to make another 200 bucks. And now you're covering more than your carrying costs on the property yeah or exactly your carrying costs you have no housing costs you're bringing in 1900 and your housing cost is neutralized that's how you get yeah. ahead financially if you decide in five years you don't want the house you sell the house ideally yeah. for more than you paid for it if not you pay if it sells for exactly the same price a worst case scenario is it sells for less and in which case you just wouldn't sell it you would keep it and rent it and neutralize the cost but you have optionality mm -hmm. i think the key is 
you need to use this as a springboard to improve your overall financial situation, yeah. not to pay for a car. Yeah, I think that's definitely the route to go. And then just so I know, so for the down payment, it looks like here you're doing a 95% loan to value. So you're putting down your, I have down that your closing cost for this. Um, and hopefully they went over this. You have closing costs and then you have prepaid. So your closing costs were going to be, closing costs were like 3000 and then your prepaids was another, I think 2500 I think it came to about, oh, here it is. Closing costs were 3600 and prepaids were 2300 So total amount that you need due at closing was 5900 And how much do you currently have in your emergency fund? Well, that actually might be higher because the, they wanted the down payment to be like 6K or something. And then when I put in the offer for the house, we put that they would, the, um, the seller would pay for some of the closing fees. And then she actually came back and was like, no, I'm not going to pay for any of those. So I'm oh. paying three thousand for seller fees or for oh you had a seller credit okay so then your closing costs are six thousand I think it's like nine something okay and then your are your prepaid still twenty three hundred what is prepaid so the prepaid are where you're prepaying your insurance and your taxes oh uh, when they like you pay it up front. Together. yeah they bundled all together um, so if they said you need nine thousand for closing. That's about three thousand higher than they had shown you on that original sheet, which would make sense because well, you did have a crawler, a seller credit. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm planning to go to closing with ten k because I just I feel okay. like things just get out of hand. <laughs> yeah, and you want to make sure that you know what you need to have for your your closing costs, and this is the keyword, and your prepaids, because sometimes they mm -hmm. skip over that. But that's, you have to have checks for that entire amount. So I would just confirm that 10000 will cover both of those. Okay. And how much do you have right now in your emergency fund? Don't judge me. <laughs> I, won't judge uh, you. I have 9600 <laughs> Okay. So we're all, so you're going to need all of it. Okay. 9600 Yeah. So the situation is um, my father passed away this winter and he applied for disability two three years ago and they've deemed him disabled after his death and they've just deemed him recently and so since they've just now deemed him he they're gonna back pay from the first time that oh, he wow. applied. so they owe my father's estate probably twelve thousand dollars and i've got to split that between my other two siblings so that's good. And then um, in addition, I haven't split up his um, checking account, which had 8000 in it. So I was kind of hoping to put all of those funds together in one count and then distribute between the siblings. Um, Perfect. But I might have okay, to, so combined, you might have to dip into it early. Yeah, but just because I don't want to push the closing date back. Yeah, no, that and makes the, sense. It, it, the disability funds aren't, they have, who knows when they'll come, so. Okay, so from that, you'll get like 6,600 from that disbursement when it's all said and done. Yeah. So then, well, even would you say 6,000 from that? And then you have 9,600. So then total, it would be about 15,600. And then you would use 10,000 on your closing. So you'll mm -hmm. be left with 5,600. 
um, in savings. Mm -hmm. And do you have any other IRAs or any other debt I didn't ask about? Like any other savings or debt that I didn't ask about? I just realized. I do not have any other debt. Um, I have um, a retirement account. I have 401k from my previous job that has about 8,000 in it. And I just haven't really touched that because I don't know how to roll it over and I don't want to mess with it. Yeah, no, that's fine. So what I would say is once you, I mean, buying a house, going through the inspection, this is all can be very overwhelming. So I would say once you get that done and you get that place rented, I would either up your work retirement, depending, do they have a simple IRA? Is that what they have you in? Um, so the 401k is from the previous employer and then the, I okay. think it's a simple, let me, I see it. Yeah, With it's your a simple IRA. Simple. Yeah, so they yeah. give you a 3% match. What you could do is you could, once you get it rented and you have more flexibility with your budget, you could do one of two things. You could either move your former 401k into an IRA, individual retirement account, and then set up monthly contributions that way. You're still getting your 3% at work. Or if mm-hmm. you wanted to keep it really simple, you could just up your simple IRA contribution. So can a 401 roll over to the IRA? It can roll into an IRA. It cannot roll into your simple IRA. The simple IRA is your workplace plan, but it can move into a regular IRA, traditional IRA. Gotcha. So I'll have to have two accounts. Yeah, you're going to have to do, you have like your active workplace plan and then you would have your own traditional IRA. Um, But either way, whether you increase your work contribution or you do it on your own, um, I would even say that given you're probably not in a particularly high tax bracket. So you'll get a bit of a tax break with owning a house. So you get a write off the interest. So maybe even consider doing a Roth IRA outside of work. And then with that extra monthly income, you could split the difference with yourself. Instead of doing 600 into savings, you could do, you know, 400 into savings, $200 into a Roth or something like that. Some sort of mix. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a good idea. Because then that way we're doing emergency fund and we're doing retirement and, you know, both those things make me so happy. And then you bought a house and you'll have rental income and then we're just like moving right along. Yeah. And it's actually really good that if it comes directly from my paycheck, I don't even see it come out. And then all of a sudden I'm like, holy cow, how did that money even get there? (laughs) Yeah. So then maybe just do, so just do the work plan because then you don't even have to worry about it. Just go when you get, once you get the house rented just say at work, like, I want to increase my contribution and just bump it up, mm-hmm. maybe make it 10%. And then that way it's automatically happening. You don't have to worry about it. And then what, what you have left over, you just have to do your emergency fund with. That's the plan. Amazing. Um, the, bummer, the bummer part is the employers don't match past 3%. <laughs> that is the bummer. Hey, but 3% is better than no percent. It's true. And that's something, if you decide to switch jobs in the future, that's something you could always look for and say is important to you as a good employer match. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, it feels very organized. How do you feel? Uh, I do not feel organized <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> My loan officer is like calling for bank statements and I had to explain the whole disability thing to her because I was freaking out that I don't have enough money and it's just like there's a new thing every day it's a home inspection I'm still waiting for the appraisal it's just yeah (laughs) home buying is 100% a very stressful 
event. And it's a big, big step financially too. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's probably going to be the, like the largest check you'll write for a very long time. To, like go into yeah. closing and write like almost $10,000 worth of checks. But honestly, it'd be worth it. I just, I had such a crappy situation with my previous landlord where they didn't give me any notice. So mm -hmm. to, for me, this is like, I don't care how much money I have to put down. I, I just will be excited to, to be my own person and not be connected or rely on anybody else. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for having, you know, housing stability and giving yourself, I love the fact that it has two units and giving yourself the opportunity for rental income because that can uh -huh. be such a game changer with your other financial goals. Uh-huh, yeah. Sometimes in order to take a step forward financially, you have to take a little bit of a step back. I mean, not in terms of, you're taking a step back, meaning making some personal sacrifices to make that leap forward. Yep, that's what it feels like is it's a big... It's almost like a kick in the gut initially, but I know that uh, this, is, this is good for the long run. And my dad would be so yeah, proud. I, yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely think so. And I think that knowing you own something that you've always had somewhere to live with the opportunity to neutralize your housing costs, neutralizing your housing costs, I think is one of the biggest ways to get ahead financially. It's usually one of the biggest costs I see for people and usually one of the biggest stumbling blocks to move the needle for other financial goals is because they're locked in mm. on too high of a housing cost. And unlike a car, it's not as easy to offload housing costs. Like, like mm. whether you're locked in on the lease or you have a mortgage, like if it's over your head and financially, that it's really, it's not as easy to change as like high car payment. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think you'll be in a good spot. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for coming on. This was a super interesting one. Yeah, of course. I had so much fun. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And for all of our lovely listeners, you can follow us for our most up-to-date information on Instagram. And I have a huge ask for everybody. If you could please vote for me on gobankingrates.com for the top personal finance expert or your favorite finance expert, I would super appreciate it. I'm currently a number one, but we have 10 days left. So tomorrow we'll have nine days left. And I really would love to win. I think it'd be great to be a female and win this contest. So please vote for me. You can vote for me daily at www.gobankingrates.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.